0: Hello, class, and you are listening to Podcast 118 at Hey Arnold Reeducation. education this is where every week two lifelong friends gather to rewatch, review, and relive every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon, Hey Arnold. I'm Michael, and I'm Shine, and it is February and November apparently today, because <laughs> I suppose it's cold. It's pretty cold for February. I don't know. It's so damn cold right now. It's, I kind of like it. It makes me think of like childhood. So I guess that is like it's a nice primer mm-hmm. for kind of the headspace that we're in when we talk about this uh, podcast as well. Mm-hmm. But then also with the uh, <laughs> Come on, what's go? Come on now, like sort of slightly jaded, like adult sensibility, which actually came in handy. I I, I felt that a lot while covering tonight's uh, today's episode. <laughs> so I guess yes. I'm in the right headspace. Yes. All th- <laughs> all told, geez. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, first off, yeah, we this is a we are at the end of season one. Crazy. We started this in May, like late May, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that tracks. It's been about five months then. When, mm-hmm. what a journey it has yeah. been thus far. Yeah, no kidding. Me like five months, Jesus. Me likey, I know, right? <laughs> five months of tell asking people to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Stitcher <laughs> and all these like other audio services I didn't even know about. Like I've gotten in the habit of like finding like podcasts, adjacent subreddits to like just like plug the show and like then when I go in the link tree, it's like, dude, we're like our online footprint is pretty considerable. Like it's really cool, like how many places our show can be found. So shout out to red circle for kind of just doing that for me. Cause the only things that I remember really deliberately setting up were Spotify, mm. Apple podcasts and stitcher. And then it just threw it out to all these other, all these other, uh, hosting, uh, or rather like, streaming places red circle is our host but yeah we'll take it if
1: they want to piggyback off of our cheeky banter (laughs) they are welcome to hell's
0: yeah and if you want to in this case at least let us know how you if you want to let us know how you feel about our cheeky banter as well feel free to leave a rating and review so that's it that's pretty cool and uh, i've been sleeping a little bit on it but you can also check us out on twitter and instagram at pc118 pod um i tagged Mm -hmm. i don't know if i i didn't tell you this but i tagged adam wiley in our uh in our post for false alarm. I'm hoping he sees it one day. Oh yeah, Dude, he's like a magician. Did you know this? Like this is what it, that's what he, he, I think he streams a lot and yeah, he like performs at like, did you ever go to the like magic castle or whatever it's called when you lived in SoCal? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He like, I think he kind of like performs there regularly. (laughs) Oh, that's sick. I I really, I really hope at least one of his illusions incorporates a pencil. Absolutely. Or he loses his shit during one of his So It's like performance art. Yeah, maybe that, that would be that would be great. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. All right, man. I'd be in for it. Yeah. yeah. Should we get into some matters of the naive nine-year-old heart? I mean, do we have to? We kind of. I mean, we kind of have to. It'd be weird if we skipped. It'd be really funny if we like skipped episodes that we just hated or didn't like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just out of spite, but the completionist in me says no. We we can't. We we should, mm. we we must. Mm. So. Let's just rip the, take, let's just rip take. the bandage here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So this is the again, the dramatic conclusion of season one, uh, episode twenty. It is another like straight through twenty minute uh affair similar to Arnold's Christmas. So this is similarly mm-hmm. named Arnold's Valentine. Originally aired February twelfth, nineteen ninety seven. Uh, written by Steve uh Steve Vixton and Rachel Littman, directed by Jamie Mitchell. On Valentine's Day, Arnold manages to arrange two dates, one with Ruth and one with his French pen pal Cecile. Parentheses. Actually, it's Helga in disguise. Only for the real Cecile to suddenly appear on a surprise visit and Arnold to discover what Ruth Ruth is really like as she mistakes Arnold for a busboy and only talks about herself. So this is more I like mean, I guess in a, a way date.
1: This, this this whole this whole episode is about Arnold's comeuppance for being a douchebag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would say I was gonna say this is more like date Arnold as well. Or Ugh. it is interesting that's this is yes this is the season finale and we're gonna see some interesting episode shifts and flips next season. But we'll get to that when we get to that. But I will say it is interesting as most of these episodes mm-hmm. are pre- are like standalone stories. This one actually kind of like is the culmination of like the arc that I think we saw more in like the first third or first 40% of this season of just Arnold continually like standing slash like simping after Ruth. And it's sort of, again, it's the culmination of that, of that whole bit, you know, which I, I guess you could kind of call this like a spiritual sequel to uh, the cheese fair episode, you know, or to Operation Ruthless, that's what it's called. My bad.
1: Wow, we should watch those in sequence. Just kidding. I don't want to watch these episodes <laughs> where he's a simp.
0: <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because it's, like... Uh, so, like, Torin Caudill, like, he obviously is visible. His voice has definitely aged up by this point in the season. And he sounds mm-hmm. more comfortable in his, per- uh, in his uh, portrayal of Arnold. Like, this, Ar- his Arnold, by this point, sounds a little more just kind of, like, cocksure and, like kind of thinks yeah. he kind of has has it all down but like that's not that hashtag that's not that's hashtag not my Arnold personally like I'm not in, I'm not with <laughs> it I'm really not with it <laughs> makes
1: me uh-huh. second guess what my personal like understanding of Arnold was a right
0: a little bit like I get he's again our protagonists are good and we're supposed to be on board with him and everything that he does but like this is this episode's really interesting because a like the think the think the biggest hate hate Arnold bone to pick I have with him is like He's just he's just got this male entitlement thing going. like he sign he writes his Valentine as anonymous. He's like, "Meet me at the shape, shape here and da, da 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 and then he signs it as anonymous. and Gerald, i what I did actually like in this this episode is Gerald is really that support system for Arnold here. you know, he's not mm-hmm. running any kind of scheme. He's not, you know, being kind of like slick and borderline not conniving, that's a little too mean. But you know, he is really just genuinely mm-hmm. trying to help Arnold here and like kind of be his voice of reason. And he's like, How how is she supposed to know it's from you? And he's like, She'll just know, Gerald <laughs> I'm like, No she won't
1: Arnold just has enablement fear er,
0: he is a little bit. Uh,
1: yeah. 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 He's being enabled and he I guess Gerald is kind of
0: Yeah, Gerald is kind of he like he feels yeah.
1: like he can do no wrong.
0: A little bit. You know you know who Arnold he is? Steamrolls.
1: He steamrolls his yeah. friends. Yeah.
0: You know who Arnold is in this episode? To me, he's Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Five Hundred Days of Summer. I'm very curious though. Like, so we finally hear Ruth speak, which is interesting. And quick shout: Did you did you peg? Were you able to like uh, peg the voice the voice actors on on that? It was Lacey Chabert, mm-hmm. aka uh, mm-hmm. Eliza Thornberry and Gretchen from Mean Girls, which was. <laughs> I was like, oh, of course, it's, it couldn't be anyone else, and. Too good. Yeah. Was, so was, like, that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, nice. Kind of predating Thornberry's by like maybe a year, give or take. So like maybe this mm-hmm. is kind of like a soft audition for that. And she was also the first Meg on Family Guy before Mila Kunis. Um, so I'm curious as to whether this was. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You watch like the first season of Family Guy and it's very jarring. And it, it's this is before they go into like, shut up, Meg, and just like are hella mean to her the whole time. So it's, I guess, a lot more mm. sympathetic of a portrayal. Yeah. So, I'm wondering, I, I don't know, I wonder if the this is always what they intended to do to culminate the sort of the Ruth arc, because then by, like, next season or the season after, you know, we get Lila, and Lila's going to be Lila. We're going to meet Lila later. But anyway, <laughs> I wonder if the plan all along was for Ruth to always turn out to be this kind of, like, vapid, like, blank cipher of a girl. <laughs> like, and if that is meant to either validate how taxing it is to watch Arnold, like lust after her for the whole season or if it actually is like does him even less favors it's like i i i was i'm still conflicted i've watched this episode like 3 times because i have zero attachment to this episode and i still don't know how to think what to think or how to feel
1: yeah i mean here's the thing for me right like arnold's entire attraction to ruth is built entirely surface level mm-hmm. right so he knows absolutely nothing about her other than that he finds her attractive and apparently we'll go out on multiple limbs to uh to start that kind of relationship with him. Um so I don't know. Yeah. Just desserts. Just desserts for being only about the cover of the book for and sure. Not even being interested in the content whatsoever. Or being Fuck too- you, Arnold.
0: Or <laughs> being too scared to even go up to it. I mean, like I said, I guess I kinda see putting myself in like the shoes of my youth, I'm like, I do remember, yeah, like totally remember that feeling of just like if a girl was not in my grade, if she was a year older than me or, a, or two years older than me, I didn't have a lot to go off of because they just seemed like oh, on like a, some whole other plane of existence. This was more in middle school. Once we got to high school, it was more, it felt the, the playing field fe- or whatever, the field felt a little more level or whatever. Like, yes, big deal. Like this person's two years older than mm-hmm. me, one year older than me. Like it's it's a little less like daunting. Holy shit. But yeah, it's there is just this naivete to Arnold Whereas, the contrast mm-hmm. with like how seriously Helga's taking this whole situation. Again, I mean, yes, she is like totally resorting to like subterfuge and you know by some accounts identity theft. Mm-hmm. This may have been the first. Uh, this may have been <laughs> the first instance of catfishing <laughs> that, that our generation is aware of. But yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. She said bra wearing on a Nickelodeon show. That was interesting. in her like list laundry list of insults about Ruth. She did, yeah. Training
1: bra wearing ass motherfuckers, yeah, that, that something like that. <laughs>
0: and then that drew that drew my attention to like, I want to like I do want to go backtrack to like Operation Ruthless and maybe snow or whatever. Like I was like, wait, Ruth has, Oh my God. Like they do draw like Ruth with like slowly developing breasts. I mean, like to just put it as scientifically as possible, but like, yeah, I was like, okay, right on, man. (laughs) Um, Thank
1: you for doing that research
0: for me and all of our listeners. Michael again, I watched it three times. I'm like, I barely, I don't, I didn't even remember how this episode ended. Like I thought the whole time Helga has, Helga has uh the hair over her face, which I'm like, okay, that's plausible mm-hmm. if she's posing as someone. But no, she starts out with like the the poodle pom poms and her face is in full view, mm-hmm. and yet Arnold's still dumb enough to like not realize it's Helga. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because Arnold is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.
0: Ugh. <laughs> who tries to order it's who tries it's to order a hamburger at a French restaurant? An idiot. It's 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 a hard watch. You know, they get, it's interesting too. It's like there's no one. This episode's really just Arnold Helga, Arnold Helga Gerald, which yeah is like the core three, but yeah. we got a little bit of Miss Slovak, just like the zinger about how she's like bitter and alone. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Slo- Slovak, but what, what if we've well, never, ex- me. what if we've never experienced love? What if we've never cared for another person? <laughs> People, I didn't know. I was like, "Oh shit, that was a nice surprise." I'm like, "Okay, Peepod, Peepod, kid, right on." <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, yeah,
1: we we needed that this episode. We did,
0: we did. Like this one was not not a lot of laughs to you know to be sure, and you know, uh, no, no, I yeah. just
1: hate Arnold this whole episode. And going back to his order, like after getting a recommendation of a steak tartare, he f- follows it up by specifying he wants it well done. Yeah, what a fucking. Oh my god, Arnold. <laughs>
0: It's respecting the French culture. I just culture. I'm, I'm
1: in pain thinking about everything and their that, culinary everything about him.
0: Okay, yeah. is that it as is, is, is it as painful ugh, as Arnold. how as how much Helga butchers the French language? Chafour, à la tour, yes. awful silver plates. Just as painful. Ah oui, Trabine, Ooh la la, bonsoir, <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> and gets
1: bon bonsoir, <laughs> Just Paris. Oh
0: my oh, god. man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This was a this was a mess. On every, I mean,
0: every I get that it's supposed to, but it, and it's a very sitcommy like plot device. It's like, oh shit, I yeah, made two you gotta dates. Have I got a holiday I gotta, episode. I got, I got to go back and forth between these two restaurants. I'm like, again, like Bournemouth World did that, pulled that mm-hmm. shit before too. I think the saving grace, the one thing that made me consider, like, hey, maybe there's actually some like meat on the bones of this episode, is like Jim Lang's music. That thing of like that little motif of the piano chords, like. And then just that and the saxophone, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is really putting me in my feelings right now, blogging, because I didn't have the guts to like tell someone I liked them. It kind of, but again, serving is like, that's, th- that was definitely strong enough to do the job. I'm like, wait a minute, maybe this episode isn't as, isn't as blah as I thought it was, but it turns out it is still pretty more The genius of Jim Lang. I know, the genius of Jim Absolutely. Lang. Yeah, we're going there. <laughs> I think, Okay. I was not expecting this real quick. I this wide shot real quick. This is my favorite frame of the episode cuz it's just like what the hell is going on? Um the wide shot mm. of the plane like the other passengers besides real Cecile. Like check out the chompers on that dude in the yeah. bottom left.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And she again looks kind of like Phineas <laughs> and Ferb like, like, like what, yeah.
1: What kind of plane was this? What do, what, what do you mean? She does look Phineas and Ferb yeah. like. What
0: do you what do you mean what kind of plane? Like oh as in like what airline? I mean just look at the plane. It, lo- okay. it looks
1: like it looks like super old yeah. and like
0: industrial. That's <laughs> like, true. There there are some like anachronistic elements in this show. I, I meant to point it's out. It's like a military carrier. I meant Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And they're in the exit row. She's not of age. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say there were there are some there was some anachronistic elements like last in Magic Show in Helga's Vision when she sees Arnold. Uh, when she sees Arnold on the talk show, he's very clearly guesting on uh on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, which like Jay Leno was filling that seat by this point <laughs> in time in history. But he's like, Oh, show yeah. Arnold. Ah, uh, how does it feel to be uh the world's greatest magician? That's, uh, that's some weird wild stuff right there. I did like I did like the French the the amount of French accents in this episode though. <laughs> it was like. I I am so yeah, happy yeah, to finally meet my American pen pal, honored. Is that Filipino French? Yeah, you know, it could be. For all I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they did kind of. I am Filipino, so there's you have that. Ah, hamburger, <laughs> the American steak tartar. I just like Kat Susie whenever she does like her like, whenever yeah. I just I'm a big fan of her work, you know. Like it sounded like French lil or something from Rugrats so. And Gerald just swooping in. Is, is, you get to see just how, like, attached Gerald is to Arnold, which is which is cute. Yeah, absolutely. Like the He's Ger- definitely a best the, friend. The Gerald moment, I think Gerald is, like, the saving grace of this episode, at least just those little character moments, like him crying. <laughs> to, <laughs> try not to let Arnold see that he was crying his whole little speech, and then, like, you got to let him leave the nest sometime. Very, like, Timon and Pumbaa-esque, I suppose. He's fatherly. He is, yeah. Like after everything they'd they been through. I was hella confused, speaking of which, I thought that the busboy that Ruth winds up with, I thought that was one, Tommy and or Bert, because he just looked exactly I like the skinny one. I thought it was, too. Yeah, but yeah. it yeah. was not. He was credited as Tony, but he could have been like Tommy and or Bert, whichever one looked like Eric Foreman. Um, could have been like an older brother or something. So then again, also, you got to be like, what, 15, 16 to like start to hold down a job. So like and Ruth is ostensibly what, like eleven or twelve years old, so that's also problematic. <laughs> it reminds Ruth, man. It reminds me Come of the, on, it reminds me of the time uh I believe a seventh grader at our school was dating a freshman from Terra and this freshman boy got that seventh grade girl pregnant. Hello and welcome to uh life in the unnamed town next to Half Moon Bay. See what I did there? <laughs> I finally Michael, learned you're so good at docs the value of anonymity. So good at it. it could be Montera. They don't know that shit. It could be a... <laughs> or Pescadero or whatever. Um, you're
1: doing you're doing great. <laughs> I know. It's so good.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to make us laugh because I'm trying to And again, it's I think I see what they were going for. There are definitely going to be episodes that are just as character driven as this and like really examine I don't know. This just didn't do it for me hmm. as much. It just didn't feel There were, there's a, we'll talk about this more, I'm sure, next week when we go into our season wrap-up, but Mm -hmm. there was just a lot of, like, tone clashes, I feel like, in this season. Yes. And sometimes it was fine, Mm -hmm. but then, like, depending, I think, just depending on the order of episodes, it was just kind of, like, felt kind of wonky. Like, the last two episodes were some of the funniest shit, most fun, funniest shit this season has had to offer, and then, like, we just happened to end on this note. Is what it is. Like, I'm not mad at it, but... but still i mean
1: it almost it feels kind of like it's gone the way of the sitcom right where like you have your first season to kind of throw as much shit at the wall as you can to see what the audience thinks week to week so then you can start formulating what your following seasons are going to index on like what are the things people liked the things people hated like arnold (laughs) so you can fix it and adjust (laughs) it for the following seasons right i mean that's that's why people often complain about the first seasons of a lot of shows that's a good Um, point they're never going to be better than the peak of the show like the first season will never be the best (laughs) that's true i
0: I don't think so there will be classic moments for sure but like the highs are always kind of like after like parks and rec Mm -hmm. in the office like those first seasons were Mm -hmm. like yeah we get what you're going for here when like things are kind of decent decent and then like second season like things really just like full speed ahead right yeah
1: it finds its feet yeah yeah
0: so there's that (laughs) Yeah, it was it was just jarring to like not even get like Phoebe involved in this at all, you know? To like not even object. No, to she was in the back of a whole dumbass plan. Why, why didn't you that to? Her? Well, I guess they didn't have Phoebe because Rude. they had to take Phoebe off the board so then Gerald could like swoop yeah. in and takes the seal out for American steak tartare. That's probably why. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: got it. Got yes. it. Okay. That that tracks for me. I can I can subscribe to that. Yeah.
0: Bonjour, how's you do how's you doing? Can I get you something to drink? That was pretty good. That was actually that was uh, Michael <laughs> Bacall who was vo- the voice of Torvald and like his like raspiness was kinda of familiar. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow. then he litter- later he actually like, you know, after child acting was behind him, he he's now a screenwriter, so he actually like co wrote Twenty One Jump Street with Jonah Hill. And I think he let's see. Yeah, he act- and he actually co- and uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World and Project X and Twenty Two Jump Street. So. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Well, man, I think that's yeah. Honestly, I think that's all we got for this one. This is, this has the distinction of being our shortest episode. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Again, that's okay. Perfectly fine. We'll survive. We we'll survive. will survive. We, we will survive, so will our listeners. Yeah. this yes, they will because they'll survive. It's okay, guys. case coming back in like three weeks. So. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, all good. That's all good. What were the lessons here? I think the Mr. Simmons' moral is: do not number one, do not fall for the idea of a person. Which again, like, mm. that's five, very Five Hundred Days of Summer esque. And also, if you like someone, just fucking tell them. <laughs> just shoot your shot. Yeah. If you yeah, you and may don't get try to date two people yeah, at once. You may get rejected, but whatevs. You will. It's okay idiot don't live in that in that zone of wishful thinking and entitlement because then you know just breathe it's just kind of a recipe for either resentment or a huge ass like facepalm type moment i will say
1: yeah and you come off like a dick
0: (laughs) you're speaking in a general sense right you're not targeting that towards any one particular person real fictional or otherwise no definitely not okay cool sounds good for sure well guys (laughs) Well, it's been real with season one. Um, we again, we're wow. gonna, we're gonna. I know it's just crazy. Um, next week, we are gonna do again a season wrap up episode and just kind of break down certain things in a little bit more depth. Just kind of like best ofs, favorites, what have you. Um, and then, yeah, we'll just go straight into season two. We'll just keep this train going. Um, I'm pretty excited for for that conversation. See how that goes. So, you guys don't have any homework uh, here at Podcast One Eighteen this week. Uh, it's a buy it's a homework pass if you will and uh yeah man yeah, never eat raspberries <laughs> but try steak tartare don't be a fucking a pretentious american broaden your palate and don't order it well done e- either <laughs> don't yes don't do that <laughs>